It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of The View from the Gladys Street podcast. I'm your host, Ian Kroll, and I'm sure you can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm absolutely gutted about yesterday's results. Joining me on today's show, we have two guests, and we'll find out if they are the glass half-empty type or the glass half-full type. Sat to my right, we have Graham Callahan. Hello, Graham. Right. And sat in front of me, we have Connor O'Neill. Hello, Connor. Evening, Ian. Uh, as, derby, as derby results go, that one was very hard to take. <laughs> Just when you think Everton can't make up new ways to lose a derby match, that happens. Um, before we get started, just a reminder to our listeners, they can sc- subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or the Acast app. All you need to do is search Royal Blue and subscribe. There you will find the view from the Gladys Street fan podcast. Um, lads, you know, it, it was very tough to take yesterday, wasn't it? Let's go around the table. Graham, are you a glass half full or are you a glass half empty type? Um, I think... <laughs> Given the performance, I've, you've got to be optimistic. I don't think we played badly, which makes it even more heartbreaking um, the, the way we ended up losing the game. But that's the best I've seen Everton play at Anfield in in, in a long, long, long time. Um, we were brave. You know, we tried to keep the ball. We tried to play. And we matched them for 90 minutes, if you ask me. So I don't think you can, you can be negative. Um, we've got to dust ourselves down. We've got to go again. We've got to win on Wednesday. Um, but... I think you can only be optimistic to go to Anfield against, I hate to say it, a quality Liverpool side and hold your own like that. And I know people are saying like that a draw was a fair result. If we didn't nicht it, I don't think anyone could have argued. I think we played really, really well. And I'm normally quite a pessimist, but I think we, were, I think we were great. I think we're outstanding. And and to lose it like that was heartbreaking. Connor, would you would you go along with that? Would you use, like use the word as outstanding for the performance? You know, it it, it was a better performance, wasn't it? So. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, I don't think we were outstanding. I think we, we still lack a little bit in the final third, don't we? We still lack a little bit of composure. I mean, there's a couple of times there, especially in the first half, where we're, we're getting into positive positions and maybe we're not quite there yet in terms of that little bit of composure, that little bit of, you know, fine edge. Um, but no, I think we've just got to, we've got to swallow, swallow our medicine and, and regroup and go again on Wednesday. I think it was certainly the best we've, I've seen us play on field for a long, long time. The fact that we didn't change nothing really pleased me. You know, we've seen in the past haven't we, that we've gone there in a good run of form and we kind of ripped it up and, and gone there and played, you know, 4-5-1 or, you know, we parked the bus in some respects. The fact that Silva went there and, and carried on playing the way that he'd, we'd been playing in recent weeks was a, was a positive sign because it could have been easy for him to say around and go, we're going to go five at the back, three centre-halves, you know, sitting deep. Everyone took in, but we didn't. We went there and we were brave, but... It's just another sorry, sorry story, isn't it? It's just, I mean, I never thought, I thought we'd run out of ways. I thought I'd seen it all in terms of how we defeats over the years. But like you lose it too earlier, 
we just continue to find new ways to amaze, don't we? You know, it's just. You, you, I think that the my thing is is that no Evertonian is really surprised what happened mm. because we've mm. seen it all and we've got so used to it over time. I'll be honest, yeah, I was. I was just not surprised just because of the way it happened. Like you say, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah. In a way, like obviously we we did we did play well. The performance was especially in the first half. I thought the performance was there, but. You know, we've got the draw, haven't we? We've mm. at least gonna come away mm. with a point. And to invent a, a new way of gifting them victory mm. is uh, is incredible. Uh, Graham, a lot of blues beforehand kinda said that performance was the important thing mm. going into the derby. Um obviously the you know, the results obviously is the important thing, but a lot of people said, Well, if we play well and progression is there, but we've played well and We've come away with absolutely none. Is is that progression? Just consider it. I'm not saying I want I wanted Allardyce to stay or anything like that. But he's his style of football last year ended up with two points in the against mm. Liverpool. I'm I'm delighted the way things have gone with Silva. I really am. But it's absolutely heartbreaking the way that's turned out. Mm. It was a freak goaler, wasn't it? Like even when it had gone in, I was still waiting for the the Lions flag to go up or <laughs> something to happen. I thought that that can't be a goal. That can't have just happened. Yeah. I think, you know, give, if that freak goal doesn't go in, we're all made up. We've got a point. We're all made up. They've lost two points to City. We're all, we're all happy. We've played really well. I think it's got to be seen as progression. I said, I've said it on the podcast before, that um, my, my barometer was beating the teams we're supposed to beat this season. But performances like that at Anfield... You've you've got to be pleased. I know we lost the game and it's and it's it's gutting, but you've got. I think you've got to be pleased with that performance. And given the fact of how we played, especially last season, I think Jamie Carragher made a comment on Sky Sports that Everton's defence were in Stanley Park. They were that deep last time we went to Anfield, but mm. we we went this time. We we tried to play. You know what I mean? We the, I was saying before to you, Liverpool are one of the best pressing sides in Europe. We've got players there taking three, four, five, six touches in, in their half, trying to get that out up, trying to find the blue shirt, trying to play football, not panicking like like Everton of old, not not just thinking, I don't want it. Yeah, you have it. And taking responsibility, do you know mm. what I mean? And I think that's got to be viewed as a positive. It's got to be. And if that free goal doesn't go in, I think we're, we're all made up, aren't we? Uh, Connor, the key word seems to be performance at the minute. Like the the performances from you know last year, it obviously wasn't good enough to... to go on and win a game against Liverpool but we've played well again this this derby and we, we haven't won have we was that performance against Liverpool yesterday good enough to win the game do you think um, possibly but like I alluded to before I still think we're lacking a little bit in the final third I think if anything yesterday it sort of re, you know reconfirmed that we definitely definitely need to bring a number nine in mm. to the club you know Richarlison struggled to really get in the game, didn't he? He didn't really get much of the ball. He didn't really get a chance to run a Van Dijk or Gomez. Um, and I would have liked to maybe see him on the left against Alexander-Arnold in a one-on-one mm. situation. So I think in terms of the performance to win the game, I don't, I'm don't. i not too sure about that. But I think is, it, is it, It's still not good enough then, is it, if, we, if, we're, if we've only really just done enough to draw? Because at the end of the day, I know... <sighs> Taken away from it all, Liverpool are unbeaten, second in the league. So it's it's a tough. I get mm. that it's a tough no game to, to go to, but teams have gone to Anfield and still won. So if that performance wasn't good enough to to win the game, then what what are, what are we saying then? Do you know what I mean? I think we need to bring enough forward and an actual yeah. number nine. I I think we could have won it, me. I, I, if ever another won that game, I don't think anyone could have argued. I know they would, they'd have argued. But I think if you ask the the majority of like. I, I know a lot of neutrals who aren't blues or reds. Um, 
Bolton fans, United fans, whatever, and they've all said, you know, if Everton had won that, I couldn't have argued. Everton, I think we played really well. I think we did enough. To, and like you're saying, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to put it in some context. We went to Anfield, the the, the Premier League title contenders, the Champions League title contenders, mm. you know, and no side there, even City, aren't going to go there and not concede chances and and not be under pressure and not be penned in their half at some point during the game. But if one of our chances goes in and and they, I know it's ifs and buts, that that free goal doesn't go in. No, I don't think anyone could have argued that Everton did enough to win it, and and certainly a draw was was the fair result. My my disappointment though is that obviously I'm absolutely devastated with Jordan Pickford and the way we've lost the game, but I felt like Liverpool were there for the taking, if anything. Mm. And the yeah, first, I, I, I agree, and I think that's been a big common theme of so far our visits to the, the yeah. big clubs this so yeah. far this season because yeah. we went to Arsenal. They were after taking and we should have been three 0 up inside half an hour, but we didn't have to. We we, we spent good good chances. Mm. Man United were after taking when we went there at Old Trafford, mm. and we lacked a bit of composure in the final third mm. when when it mattered most. Of them we do we, need a centre forward. We, we, we gifted yeah. them. We gifted them a goal and they got a lucky penalty, and we we didn't have the composure in the final third. Even at Chelsea, I mean, I think Chelsea they were probably the best. The best what we have played so yeah, far yeah. this season. They they did have chances, but we still had chances ourselves. Like if Walcott has a better first touch, yeah. he got a clean running goal. So. I think what you're saying there is that it, that's the common theme for, for me. The performances have been better, but all them teams we've played so far have been there for the taking. You, you come away thinking that's a massive missed opportunity. That's where again. the frustration lies. Obviously, again, it, you're always going to go back to the mistake from Pickford. I felt our first half performance was great, I thought. We created chances and should have scored. Again, I know Liverpool had a couple of clear-cut chances and it could have been 2-2, I think. I think that's only fair to say. But in the second half, Liverpool didn't, didn't do much. But again... I don't think we did much enough to 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 press on them and say we're gonna mm. we're gonna actually win this game and you know so I wouldn't say we settled for the draw but it was because we still had attacking opportunities maybe in the final third the pass or the ball wasn't good enough or we didn't get enough men forward in the box there was a couple of times where Coleman and Dean could have got the ball in the box and they ended up having to go back I, I don't know I, I'm just I'm just very frustrated I think in terms of individual performances. Andre Gomez was clearly the best player, mm. but a couple of players, which again, which makes it even more frustrating. I just the guy again. I thought had a terrible game. Yeah, he couldn't pass the ball five yards, could he? Um, I'm not going to slay Pickford because of the mistake, but his his kicking was a little bit off. I thought, mm. but he made a couple of fantastic saves. I thought probably the only ones who maybe did themselves justice. I've got Dean Keane and maybe Coleman and possibly Bernard. I thought his final third ball could have mm. been a bit better. Then you got the likes of Walcott, Sigerson. I thought a little bit non-existent really mm. um, I'm just breaking it down like looking at the players individually now and thinking could you have contributed a bit more to you know fa- to, to make creating chances um, who else have we got I thought Luckman was great when he came on and I, I agree with that I thought Richardson probably could have done a little bit a little bit better a little bit more and I don't think I'm not saying Mina was awful but I thought he probably could have done a little bit better mm. I don't know if you agree with I, that I, no I do I think I think Luchman deserves a chance now for me. I think Walcott's had his had his time and he's not he's yeah. not doing it. Uh, I'd throw Luchman in there, but I just I don't know. I'm, it's normally me the one who's being harsh, but I just I think, as I say, given the start of the season that we've had, and you know, I remember coming on here thinking, oh, is Silver the right man for the job? But we need to give him time, and I, I think we went we 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 did ourselves proud. I, I really do. I think we've been there before and. Is it not I just mean, another year though of I know of frustration where you know the build up's gonna be so much again next year, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like 
Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, we've we've still got the good of someone. I mean, maybe we owe them one now, so maybe mm. maybe we'll we can. It'd be nice to turn them over there. But I mean, but you know, we're not the finished article by any stretch of the imagination. But and it would be nice to be picking a point up, maybe on our travels at these big teams, or you know, nick the odd win. But I don't think you can be too darn hearted about it. I think I think the performance was there. The performance was good, and we're, we're starting to build the foundations of a, of a very good footballing side. Not 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 a kick and a rush side. Not a team that is going to park the bus and, and hope to nick a goal from a set piece. Um, and Everton fans were moaning last season that we don't play football under Allardyce yeah. and we don't do this and we don't do that. So. You I think can't no, have that, your cake that, and eat it, no, no. I think that's a mean? fair comment. Transition period, yeah. and, and I think we're doing all right. It just happens to be Liverpool. the biggest mistake <laughs> of the season so yeah. far, and our biggest rivals that we've ended up conceding mm. a, a terrible goal with. Is it? Is it not a sense of plucky little Everton, here, Connor? As in, you know, we've played, we've played four of the top perceived top six teams away from home, and we've only come up with one point now, haven't we? And it was a little bit like that under Moyes, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think that that's the big issue now for me. I think we need to make this, and we need to start going to these places and make it the norm that we have a go. Mm-hmm. And, and we, you know, it doesn't just become like this little, you know, little phase we're going through almost where we've kind of had to go. We need to start going and, and having a go. Mm-hmm. And, and I think going forward, questions need best if we don't start going to these places and picking up points mm-hmm. because, you know, like we've seen so far, none of the Bar maybe Chelsea, I think, were the best team we faced away from home. None of the rest have been world beaters, you know. And I think that the, the the plucky old Everton thing it does stick because I think, you know, we were talking. Everyone in the build-up was, oh, we just need to go and have a go. We need to go and do this. But let's be honest, we couldn't get any worse than what we have been mm. going to them places and producing that over over the last couple of years. Yeah. So the the benchmark really wasn't that high in terms of. I mean, even under David Moyes, you know, towards the end of his tenure. I mean, the famous comment we went to Manchester City and he didn't play a forward and he said before the game, you know, we're taking a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. You know, it was all a bit like our oh, doom and gloom when we're going to play a team who, whereas in my, the, the first few seasons of Moises' spell, we used to go there and call, and sort of, oh, well, they'll give us a game here and they'll be right up for it. Whereas towards the end, we're in a bit the plucky Everton, you know, we're all punching above our weight and I, I think that needs to change now and it needs to become the norm that we, we go to the places and we have a go and, and we've, we've got to start looking at picking up wins at these places because it's not impossible yeah well that's the, that, that is obviously the, the clear and obvious next step isn't it because if, if we don't and we, we probably just continue beating the teams below us we're only going to finish 6th 7th 8th mm. yeah that's and that's where we've been effectively for the <laughs> for the past 15 years mm. really we've had obviously one or two decent seasons where we finished 4th and 5th and we've had one or two seasons where we've ended up in the bottom 10 but we are literally you know the bottom of the the top six seven aren't we mm. and we're not going to get past the teams well, it's, eight, it's potentially eight now isn't it yeah, because but, of the way it's gone yeah obviously yeah the way it is yeah um i mean i'm gonna ask this question because graham would you take and i'm not saying allardyce manager but an allardyce style performance and get a point and that performance yesterday and take taking away the pickford mistake and, and come away with nothing no, because I think if you if you're looking in the long term, those type of performances are something to build on. You know, there's 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 room for improvement. Don't get me wrong, but you know, under an Allardyce, it, you you know what you're gonna get every week, and you know if it doesn't come off, it, it doesn't come off. I think with Silver, there's there's room there to push on. I think it you know it, they don't come along very often, but with, with a top class centre forward with a bit more, you know. Being a bit more clinical in front of goal, we can we can actually win that game. Do you know mm. what I mean? Rather than all f- two banks of four, no centre forward, 
you know, open to make a goal from a set piece. I don't want to see Everton doing that. And I don't think anyone wants to see Everton doing that. And I think um I think this this that performance on, on Sunday is something that we can go and build on now. And I, I'm not worried about going to City in a couple of weeks' time. I'm not. I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think we're going to go in there and, and turn them over. But if we can go and play like that, then bring them on. Do you know what I mean? We might lose the game, but at least we're having a go. At least we're, 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 we're you know, there's some, there's something about us. Um, so well, if we do go and turn City over, we've only just gone on to Liverpool a favour. Well, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Which is enough. That's going to happen. It's clever, and yeah, we beat them four 0 Yeah, <laughs> Connor, what what would you say to that then? Like I say, I'm not, I'm not advocating an Allardyce star manager. I'm not. I'm just thinking. You know, it's devastating that what's happened and we've come away with, we played well, come away with nothing, but like last year, a couple of times we've ended up coming away with, with something, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, but there's two ways to look at it, isn't it? Because that approach what Alizai took in the derby when we got a point. You're never going to win a we, game, we, are you? We went to Arsenal and got Muller 5-1 and mm. we're 4-0 down after 40 minutes because the whole game went out the window after was it eight minutes when they opened the score and then the whole game went out the window because <laughs> we had no attacking mindset in the whole team yeah. and we just basically invited the pressure on so I think Allardyce got lucky in that derby last year because we could have been I mean you know if Mane, Mane squares it to Salah yeah. where he went clean through before half time and it goes to 2-0 we probably would have gotten bullets if we're being honest so I don't think you can look at individual performances and results and look at a whole way of playing and style I yeah. mean the Sam Allardyce way of playing and style was horrific to watch I mean for me that man should never have managed the club but he did and thankfully he's in the past now but no I don't think I think you, you've got to look at it from a, a bigger perspective than just one game and I think you know all right, we went there and we got we got, we got a point well, it's and like we, you said isn't and it and we dogged it out but we went to Arsenal two months later with that same approach and that same mentality yeah. and got absolutely battered so you know I, I think that's the pleasing thing though that Silva didn't change the style of play mm. you would look at managers yeah. in the past definitely more Pep Guardiola didn't he? I mean people forget that when Guardiola went there at the start of the season they changed the way they played yeah. and they played a little bit more conservative and kind of tucked in and it was as if they didn't want to go and get what happened to them in the Champions League yeah. where Liverpool no, we went man on man, man, man going forward and yeah. it basically got in the space in behind and, and yeah. destroyed them. So I think that that was a telling sign, like I say, that we didn't go there and change, we stuck to what we knew and you know, if Guardiola's taking the best team in the country, they and sort of change the tactics and sitting in deep and sort of playing a more conservative way. Yeah. That tells you a lot that you need to know. Just to reiterate, I'm not advocating for Sam Allardyce to come back <laughs> or all that style of football. I think Marco Silva is doing a fantastic you job. You know, will be in the same, uh, getting a little club going. I'm just devastated. I'm just absolutely devastated. We went toe to toe with them though. And as I said, it was a free goal. So, yeah. you know, it, it is, it's heartbreaking and I, I'm gutted, but, we need to just dust ourselves off now and go again. And it's the Merseyside derby, isn't it? So, you know, everyone's everyone's devastated. But if if we could all just take a step back and, and look, it was one game and it's one game out of a out of a thirty eight game season. So you know, in yeah. o- overall I think we've we've gotta be we've gotta be pleased. We've gotta be. I think the point as well, obviously it's devastating that we got beat <laughs> as we keep saying. Um even if we drew, it's it's still only one point in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. It's probably not probably not going to affect our position in the table no. is it it's just obviously you know our mood and morale and everything else that goes with it if anything you know it, it would have affected Liverpool's position more because mm-hmm. them dropping two points would have been mm-hmm. devastating really for them because they need to match Manchester City toe to toe don't they um, let's move on then to the the incident I know we've kind of touched upon it a little bit um, love Jordan Pickford I think he was um maybe a little bit sluggish at the start of the season but he's definitely found his form and he was great yesterday pulled off a few great saves but Connor 
what was he thinking? I don't actually. I don't think he knows what he was thinking. I I, I, I just don't know. I mean, there's. I remember a similar. I was thinking about this last night. And I remember a similar instance a couple of years ago when we the old four oh five season when we went to Anfield. We went there full of confidence in Liverpool, but it, it was tied. And I think Gerard did a world from about thirty yards, and Nigel Martin sort of went to catch it, but then at the last minute pushed onto the bar. Mm. And Luis Garcia come running and scored, and he beat us two one that time. And it just reminds me of of that last night, and that it's something like there's, there's a case, isn't it? You know, like because in my opinion, Nigel Martin was one of our better goalkeepers mm. over time. And yeah. He went there, and there's one big clanger come at the at the wrong time, and you know, once it, like like same for open pick for Jesse, you know, his big clanger come at the wrong time. I just I don't know what he was. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think anyone knew what. I don't think I think the ball, the flight of the ball caught them all off guard mm. because everyone seemed to sort of everyone turned away because he thought it, it was yeah, going, it, going it, out. It was just he? it was a proper you know shin and a, it, it got it gone eye and wide. But it's just a, it's just one of them, isn't it? Doesn't does nothing. Could he have tipped it over the bar? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just one of them, isn't it? I thought he could have tipped it over the bar myself. I mean, at the time when when the ball's been scooped up into the air like it has, I was thinking. Is that going to go in? Like, you, I don't think at the time yeah. you could tell quite whether it was going to mm-hmm. hit the top of the bar and no, go you, over, whether it was yeah. going to just creep in, or I don't know. And I think I think Pickford was thinking, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure where this is going. And obviously he's tried to do something about that, but I just think he's made the wrong decision. I think he should have just tipped it over the crossbar. And you don't want a corner in the in the ninety fifth minute. Do you think that's what's going, going to put mind. us under pressure? And he's probably thought he's probably thought I can deal with this. I I, I can catch this. And and it's it, it's gone completely wrong. But I at the, now watching it back now, I'm thinking, what are you doing? But at the time, I was thinking, is that gonna is that gonna sneak in? Like what? It was it was mm-hmm. just the spin on the ball and and the, the time it took to come down and yeah. my heart was in my mouth. So I think Look, looking back at it, I know again it's all in hindsight and you can see it for the second time. But for me, regardless of whether you agree, the ball is going. And hit the roof of the net. It's going I, out. I think Pickford was right to try and deal with it, but he's tried to deal with it in the wrong way. Yeah. Um. And, and I think he should have just pushed it over the bar. And I, made sure. I, I I think he's panicked, and I think he's thought it's going over, and in the last minute, I think he's seen Bad. a dip. Right. And I think he's thought. Well, he doesn't want to concede the corner. I'm either. in trouble. Yeah. So I'm gonna tr- I've got to try and do something, and he doesn't want to concede the corner because obviously that will put us under massive pressure because mm. they throw everyone in the box. Um. And How I think he, can you get he, he's tried to catch it stroke. And even if the ball comes down, it, there's a split second where you think, is he going to get there where it's in the air? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think you've got to play the percentages and the safe thing to do is just put it over the crossbar, wasn't it? We haven't conceded in, in, in the whole game. So give them the corner, do you know what I mean? And, and defend the corner. But I think what was more disappointing is that we've got five defenders on the pitch as well. Yeah. And not one of them has reacted. Like, or followed the man in or, you know, they've all sort of stood there and looking at each other to say, is this really? Is that yeah. really just happened? Yeah. Well, I'll come to that then, while because you, you brought it up the the five defenders on the pitch. I, at the time, and you know whatever Silver does, that, that's fine. You know he, he knows what he, he knows more than me, and he knows more than a lot of people. But I was absolutely fuming that he brought Zuma on for Sigurdsson. One because bringing another defender on it just invites pressure, mm. and two that substitution added. Virtually the mm. the two minutes on that and just a guy going down injured. Well, it, it was that, but I just felt Marco just just leave it alone. Mm. I know still mm. um, Sigurdsson looked like he was struggling a little bit for you know for, for movement, but you bring a defender on one you you settling for it, which was fine. I was happy with the points, but 
you bring a defender on and then they're just going to start lumping it forward and mm. when you've got like you said five a number of defenders on like that you've got no shape you've got no system you don't really know what's going on so I was I was a little bit disappointed that 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 happened really I don't know I don't know what you think I think I th- you say you say when Everton bring an extra centre half on Liverpool will start lumping it forward I think they were already doing it and mm. I think that's, that's I think Silva was being reactive you know what I mean I think he thought well an extra centre half bit more prowess in the air you know we'll deal with these long balls I, Jamie Carragher made a comment on his commentary and he said Liverpool haven't managed to play through Everton all day so yeah. you know they need to go to go long and route one and I think Silva was just trying to prevent prevent us conceding from a set piece or a long ball which unfortunately we've ended up conceding anyway um at the time I wasn't screaming I'll be honest with you I wasn't I didn't I didn't want him to change the system because it was working and I'm a big believer in if it's working then don't change it but at the time I wasn't I wasn't screaming at the telly or anything like that saying you know this is the wrong thing to do in hindsight looking back yeah maybe um maybe he should have left it the same but I can see why he's done it it's not it's not one of them where you think what, what's he done that for and he well, has made a few like that. The Adisagana injury that was before wasn't that before the four minutes. It was the start of stoppage time. So obviously the four minutes have been counted, and then he makes the sub within that four minutes, doesn't he? Um, yeah, and he Adisagana went off. Yeah, it was was injured and then come back on, yeah. didn't he? But for, for me, bringing Zuma on has added another minute mm-hmm. or two onto onto what was already the four original minutes. Do you think though? Do you think Marco Silva sitting on the bench thinking if I bring Zuma on? Then it'll add an extra thirty seconds on, and then they'll score in the third. Like I don't. No, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he's thinking that. But it's obvious that if you're going to bring a sub on within that four minutes of allocated at a time, they're going to add. Yeah. I, it frustrates the life out of me when managers do it hmm. because I just think they've already said it's four minutes, and now you're, you're adding more more hmm. on. The ref's going to probably add another three or four minutes on. Really, I just think it, it's a it's a tactic that doesn't really mm. work, and it, yeah, I mean, it's a hindrance if 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 anything. I must admit, I was a little bit surprised when he done it. I mean, I know I could see why he done it because he's done it at Chelsea, didn't he? When we were under the cosh, and he put Phil Jagielka on, and sort of sat deep on the edge of the box. Yeah. Um. So obviously, so he looked at that and thought, well, it worked at Chelsea when I bought Phil Jagielka on, and we saw him and a lot there. But when he done it, I just thought back to the days of like David Moyes when he used to do stuff like that, didn't he? Where we'd be winning one nil. occasions where we'd, 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 like we'd be winning one nil with five minutes to go, and you know the 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 third centre half would come on the pitch, and you know everyone would go, "Oh, where we go again?" You know, because mm. I I do think it does invite pressure on, and I think in the end, I think you know it's, it's the goal we conceded was nothing to do with the fact that we brought an extra. No, I, I in I, terms I, of the play, yeah. but it was still, like I say, still a little bit disappointing that. We've got five defenders on the pitch, and not one of them's reacted mm. to a ball coming back into play. Yeah. Not one of them's followed the man, or you know, picked up the man, or so. I agree in the fact that it didn't. You know, we did change shape and we brought an extra defender, but I don't think that culminated in the fact that we conceded the goal. Mm. It was a free goal. I just think that goal's come within the 95th, 96th minute, which mm. the game should have been over. Mm. Do you know what Definitely. I mean? It's just it's just a tactic that frustrates me. And any time a manager does, I just think, what are you doing? Yeah. You've had a team, a defence, who have stood strong for mm. 90 minutes. So why why are you doubting them now? Why, why are you doing yeah, it now? he's trusted them for that long, hasn't he? And they've obviously worked in training, playing with two centre-halves, because he's known that's what he's going to do from the off. And then you bring Zuma on, and then it's like, you know, who do I pick up? I've had him all game. And it can cause, I suppose, it can cause problems between them, can't it? Mm. Having that extra man there who... Like he's not doesn't doesn't really have a a role. Um, 
He's just there to win headers, basically, mm. isn't he? No, he is, and then, it's it's just frustrating. Mm. <laughs> Hate right. it. Um, Graham, before we came into the pod, we were talking about Andre Gomez, and you you did say, um, you know, you listened to the podcast last week, and everyone on the podcast was was raving about mm. him. You did say, like, stay calm, hold, hold your horses a little mm. bit, and you know, let's give him a bit of time. But you've kind of changed your mind, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, watching him at Anfield the other day, the lad's got it. He's absolute quality. Um, I've never seen anyone knock him off the ball. He doesn't panic. He looks like he's got all day. Um, and I was, it was my brother who was on the podcast last week, and I thought, you know, he's only had about five games. Let's mm. chill out. How many times have we seen a player play for an hundred grand a week contract, and then as soon as he signs it, he's, he, he, you know, he's non-existent. But yeah, I feel with this lad, we need we need to push the boat out and try and sign him because I'm is that January me, then? Or? Sometimes, yeah, thinking how is he playing for us? He's he's outstanding. Um, and I think you know we were all saying, weren't we? in the earlier podcasts that and now it's the centre forward position but the, the problem position was a partner wasn't it for for yeah. this a game midfield and no one mentions that anymore our midfield looks really 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 Solid, good yeah. and it's and, it, and it's the simple fact that that kid's come into it um, I rate him really highly and I would I would definitely try and sign him in January if we could he's the centre midfield that we've, we've craved for so long mm. isn't he I mean he's the you know how many times have we spoke over the years about if only we had the centre midfield who could put his foot on the ball and keep the ball ticking over and mm. play left to right and forwards and backwards and you know he, he does it in he does it in abundance doesn't yeah. he I mean he just glides he glides around the pitch you, you just see me just, the way he see, shifts the ball yeah. to his left shifts the ball to his One right touch, two touch you know? three touch you think he's he's, he's going to lose it he's got to get yeah. it another touch another touch you no know, even like you no know, yesterday was, I think it, there was a time in the first half where I think Keane drilled the ball into him and Fabinho come right in and took it off him and Liverpool nearly scored but didn't put him off from going to get no. the ball back off the two no. centre half like, he didn't think oh well I've been caught now mm. you know just start going long mm. he, he still went back in and got the ball off them mm. and was trying to make things happen and he almost plays like a quarterback mm. role in terms of he goes deep gets the ball comes out with it and, and looks to feed either the wingers or into Sigurdsson and, you know for for the first time in a long time our, our midfield sort of three Looks like a proper three. Mm, You've yeah. got to, you know the, the 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 destroyer almost in a dressy guy, you know the playmaker and Gomez. You can play deep and then you know Sigurdsson. You can play in the ten. You can mm. pull the strings and like I say, I think if, you know we just get a centre forward in and get Richardson back on the left. Potentially maybe looking on the right even mm. going forward. You, you know we won't go far wrong because I think we do in the recent weeks look good at the back as well. Now so yeah. Well, concern is you take him out that team, it's a completely yeah. different midfield, yeah, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. He gives other players confidence as well. Like if the ball comes inside to him from a, from a Coleman or a Dinya, they know they can make that overlap and run them because mm. he's not going to lose it mm. and they're not going to be caught out of position. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But that's another thing that I felt is passing, like you just said there, Connor. But he's not afraid to run with the ball, is he? No. He'll, mm. he'll he's got it all. He'll steal a good 20, yeah. 30 yards. Do you know what I mean? And then. He'll play that perfect yeah, killer we've, pass. We've got no one like him, have we? That, that's no. the that's that's the the, the the our problem is we've got we've got no one like him. There, yeah. There's no one at the club like him. Maybe Kieran Dow could, could potentially do that in years to come. But he just needs it, to add twenty goals to his game. Yeah. Well, any other day he would have scored that header, wouldn't he? Yeah. He had two bites yeah. of the cherry in a way, and it was just cleared off the line. It was uh, it was unlucky that like wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, <laughs> what did we make of the Klopp celebration then? Not wrong with it. Not wrong with it. No. You score, you, 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 Graham's ready to you, kill Klopp early. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I've got if we just scored a 96th minute winner. Would Marco Silver have done that? I don't think he would have done, but I've, I wouldn't have begrudged him doing it. I know. I think it's it's football, isn't it? You got to show your emotion. Your I mean, it, it's passion. I just think it's disrespectful for me. Well, you know, on the day, um, 
or afterwards in reaction, Klopp apparently apologised to Silva. He, he said he hasn't. Yeah, yeah Silva said mm-hmm. in his press conference that um, Klopp didn't apologise. He's to been him. charged, hasn't he? For He's been well. charged. Yeah. Um, oh, it is what it is. That's all. I just think it's one of them where, if it happens, if it was Man United or something like that, I think you know the Liverpool continue would be saying how disgraceful that is and. Mm. They have said that in the they past, would. I think. Absolutely, I agree with you 100%. I think they'd want to go out to dry. If, if, if Jose Mourinho did that on Anfield, they'd be going absolutely mental. Um, but, be, you know, obviously because it's their, their boss, then they're not bothered. But I just, I think it was disrespectful. And I think, you know, given how, how well Everton have played and, you know, Liverpool won't have a much tougher game this season, I don't think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just think it... Obviously, it's an emotional game and, you know, City had won on the Saturday and, you know, they didn't want to fall behind and there was a, there was a lot on the line and it's the Merseyside derby just, you know, to throw that in as well makes it a big deal. But I think he could have handled himself much better and I'd have had a lot of more respect for him if he, you know, he can come out in the press and, and, and say what he wants afterwards. But to do that, I just think... Nah, he needs to, he's manager of one of the biggest clubs in the world and he's running now like a, like a fan. And he's not a fan. He's the club's manager. Do you know what I mean? And he needs to he needs to act with a bit more dignity for me. I wouldn't be happy if I saw Marco Silva doing that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't think he needed to do it. But everyone will have their own opinion on it. And it's him. So I'm obviously gonna say that and I wasn't there. I wasn't happy with the way he did it, but Definitely not. Um just I forgot to mention as well, we've got some uh, questions from from fans who've submitted them submitted them via the Royal Blue Facebook group, uh, which I'll read out. But before we do that, we just might as well forget about the derby. Just pretend it didn't happen. You know, we didn't lose. Um, whatever. Um, luckily, Connor, we've got a game straight away, so we can just hopefully put it to bed, can't we? Um, Newcastle on Wednesday at home at Goodison under the lights. Um, Newcastle a bit up and down at the moment, um, but they have got former Liverpool manager in Rafa Benitez who would love to get one over on us. So how do you see that going? Tough game, another really tough game. I mean, at Newcastle, we're kind of like just a club at war, aren't they? Mm. I mean, like, there's just like every week there's a story or there's something coming out of there, isn't it? That's just like the, I think the fans processed the weekend, didn't they, against Ashley? The, um, the it, was, it was actually quite funny, wasn't it? Because it was an 11 minute protest where they were going to stand outside or yeah. at least not go into the the, chair, the the seats and Hernandez scored in the 11th minute as they were all walking yeah. in I think that was uh, <laughs> yeah. the, I mean they were well Newcastle they, for they, you they were like. well beaten I mean I only seen mm-hmm. much but they were well beaten on Saturday by, yeah. by West Ham they they ran riot um, but no it'll be a tough game I mean I imagine Benitez will will play conservative like he's tends to have done in, in the past with Newcastle when they've gone away and, and sit deep and not leave much space in behind, but and as we it, always say, though that's where Everton kind of struggle though, against yeah. teams like that, don't but, we? But I mean, it's up to us, isn't it, to, to get to, to, to break them down and get back to get back in the, the winning groove. And I think it's important we get back to winning ways because you know you, you don't want the derby, the derby defeat linger for too long, do you? Know what I mean, the, the beauty of this week is that you know, three games in a week. There's, 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 so. there's another game that you can kind of you know regroup and go again. It would have been, I think, more difficult if. It would have been the Derby Sunday and it would have been the Watford game on the Monday because it's like an eight-day wait then for the game, mm. and, you know. But I think it'll be a hard game, but you know, it's one that we've got to we've got to be looking at winning. We've got to make good to come back to being the fortress and be picking up points against teams like this. Definitely, I think um, you know if we all take our Everton heads off, winning the next two games now. If if we if we didn't get six points or if we, you know we to lose at home against the Watford or Newcastle. That's more disappointing than going to Anfield mm. and getting beaten in the yeah, last minute. Yeah, isn't absolutely. It? Yeah. So you know, we, we take take a step back, take our Everton heads off. If we go and get six points now against Watford and Newcastle, 
things things aren't things aren't looking that bad anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we're still a be above United when we mm-hmm. obviously win the next six games. But I think this on. now, I mean, I think over the last few weeks we've showed that we've got players who can play with a, with a, with a decent football inside now and we're building some good foundations. I don't think Everton have been tested mentally yet. I don't think we've had a a, a period where we've had to, you know, dust ourselves off from a difficult, really difficult mm-hmm. moment and, and have, a, have a proper go. And I think this is a, a test of our metal now. I think this will say a lot about the character of the side. It'll say a lot about Marco Silva as well if we can go and win our next two games because um, it was an armor blow at Anfield and if we can go and turn these two over to Goodison, I think it'll it'll say a lot about Silva and and, and, and the players as well. Yeah, that, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Because obviously the, the, the disappointing defeats we had like Old Trafford and the Emirates, you know, it was refereeing decisions mm. that played a big part. In it. So it almost takes the focus off the mm. defeats because you come away and go, oh, well, you know, out of the lines would not flag for offside for Arsenal's second goal to disgrace. How's John Moss give a penalty um, yeah. for United? Yeah, 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 yeah. And how's he not sent Chris Small enough for the penalty? Mm. You know, what we, we got. So you're almost sort of not get away with it, but it's a little bit easier to to kind of mm. go again because you think, oh, well, we've been outdone today by mm. the referee. We've be been let down. Yeah. No, the only person who, I'm not criticizing, the only person who let us down on. Sunday with Jordan Pickford mm. not tipping the ball over the bar because if he does if he does that we get a point so it, it will be interesting to see how we go and how we how we and I think it's just what team he goes with as well well who comes in then because we're we're kind of fortunate enough in that everyone's playing the same they, they played Saturday Sunday it's going to yeah. be Tuesday Wednesday but we don't then have a game till the Monday do we so we kind of got a bit, a bit of a break so you would imagine usually Silver to maybe swap it up a little bit um but if he wanted to, he could probably go the same team. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a big call for Luckman now. Definitely. Walcott Definitely, was yeah. probably look like he was injured anyway. So that might be an easy decision mm. for him to make. Sigurdsson was uh, obviously looked a bit uh, dodgy towards the end, injury wise. I mean, um, so you're looking at the likes of probably Tosin, um, what's his name, Dominic Carvert Lewin, and like maybe a few others for, for Wednesday or Monday. How, how, would you, how would you change it this Wednesday or would you change it Monday more? What would you do? I, I'd leave it the way it is and take Walcott out for Luckman. Yeah, I'd drop, I'd drop Walcott for Luckman. But you'd still keep the same? Potentially maybe give Tosin or Calvert-Lewin a run out. Not Baines or anything for Dean and stuff no, like that? For, no, for, and get with Charles back up wide and maybe give Tosin or Calvert-Lewin a run out against Newcastle. Yeah. I... I I'd, I'd leave it the same, except I'd drop Walker for Luckman. I think, I, I think I agree with what you're saying about Rosales and Anfield, but at home against Newcastle, I think he can have more of an impact. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Against a, a lesser team, I could. I just think we trust the one because there's been a lot about Bernard not really being up to speed, and he mm-hmm. hasn't done 90 minutes yet, has he? And mate, with the, the sort of in back-to-back intensity, I mean, he done. I think he got 87, didn't he? On so, yes, on Sunday he's on yeah, 87 yeah. minutes, didn't he? So he's, he's getting closer, but whether he'll have the, the kind of to play that the, the fatigue games, to go yeah. again and then to go again on the Monday so obviously after that it, it's it's still quite tough isn't it because we go to City then I think it's Spurs Spurs yeah and then it's it's like it's a tough month it's, 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 it's like Burnley and Brighton Leicester in the space yeah. of five days isn't it or yeah, yeah. Some, something mad like that the so, cup. Mm. which is the cup cup throws on uh, tonight by the way isn't it yeah it's half, half seven. seven so probably by the time this podcast goes out um, the draw will have been made so we can't actually comment on who we have got, but um, at Wednesday I'd leave it. I'd leave it, except I'd put Luckman in for Walcott. I'd, yeah. I'd leave it the same. Fair enough. Um, just quickly then, um, before we move on to the questions from the fans, There's some crackers from the fans here, by the way. Um, prediction for for Wednesday then, Connor. Three 0 Everton. Yeah, 
bold. Yeah, I think we'll beat them 2 0. Fair enough. I'll go 3 1. I think we'll concede. We'll concede, haven't we? <laughs> um, all right, questions then. The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast. Um, so we've got a couple here. Um, I'll, I'll just reel them off and both answer them. Um, see what you think. Uh, Ian Jones says, is, it, is this the best performance from an Everton team since the Premier League started? Obviously referring to the, to the derby. So was that performance... The best at Anfield since the Premier League started? You just said, is this the best performance from an Everton team since the Premier League started? I assume he's referring to Anfield derby, away Anfield derbies. But does he mean the best performance in the Premier League ever or the best performance at Anfield in the Premier League? I don't know. It's the be- For me, it's the best It's it's the best I've seen Everton play at Anfield for a, a long, long, long time. Yeah, I think we played really, really well. If he means the best performance... In the Premier League ever, ever. then no, it's definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's the best one we ever had in the Premier League because we won there in 1999. So mm, yeah. when you win there, you, you, that, that's got to be the best performance, hasn't it? All right, this one's quite controversial. I don't know whether I agree with myself, but Mike E. Hardy has asked, why do they have an atmosphere street ahead of ours? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's the question. Mm-hmm. Basically, that, that's an interesting question because there's been a lot made of Four managers in the past, I think Fergie and Wenger were quite critical towards the end of their tenures. That of. they actually said that going to Goodison was harder than going to Manfield. Mm. And I'll have I know, I know Wenger yeah. said it, didn't he? Wenger said going to Goodison has become harder than going to Manfield for yeah. us because of the way the, the way the bear pit atmosphere. Yeah, I think I've been to Manfield once, uh, two or three times with Everton, and I think they do. You know, the flag wavers aren't they? Do you know what mm. I mean? You know, the start. It's kind of like you know. They do, they do kind of get into it, you know, when they're coming out and stuff like that. But during the game, I would probably it was I'd say it was very quiet, and you could probably hear Everton fans. I heard the Blues fans singing. Where's your famous atmosphere yeah. yesterday? And I could hear them singing that on the yeah. TV. I think got to be careful because we could go off on a bit of a tangent here. But <laughs> no, let's get, get into yeah. get into trouble. Exactly. It could be a whole new <laughs> podcast. Yeah. You know, the way I see it, and I, well, this is going to cause ructions, but it's a day out for them for yeah. a lot mm. of them. You know what I mean? Whereas. Evertonians go to the game, that's what they do. They want the day to watch the team, do you know what I mean? And I, don't get me wrong, I've been at Goodison. Remember beating United 1 0 years ago, Duncan Fergus scored that day. The Fiorentina and the, the atmosphere was it was second to none. There's no ground in the world that could produce a better atmosphere. But I think sometimes people want to sit and watch the game, don't they? They're, mm-hmm. they're knowledgeable football fans who they're not there to scream and shout and wave flags and, and things like that. So that's what you go to match for, fair play, you know, and I think it probably has helped them on occasions in the past, that atmosphere, yeah. but it's not the be all and end all for me, I think. Yeah. You know. I think it varies well, doesn't it? Because obviously, you know, we're all blown too much smoke their way. They've had big games, haven't they, mm. in recent time? Yeah. Mm. They've had big European nights, you know, semi-finals, mm. and, you know, we haven't. So we've never been in that position to, to, to you know, I think the biggest one for me was Florentino, and was yeah, the yeah. quarter yeah, yeah, was it? Yeah. Um, and Goodison was absolutely rocking that night. But obviously Liverpool have had that on a more, you know, a more a bigger basis, haven't they? Yeah. On a regular a theme for the years. You, you've literally taken the words out of my mouth because Mike, um, obviously he's the guy who's asked this question. I think I think he's half right in a way. I don't think they've got a better atmosphere than than us by any stretch of the imagination. But I think look where we've been the past 15, 20 years. Mm. We've always been mid-table with mm. nothing to shout about. Mm. At least when we were. You know, playing Wimbledon for a relegation dogfight. <laughs> yeah, Obviously, it was yeah, Coventry. You know, it was it was heartbreaking to see us 
in that fold among those teams. Mm. But you know, when we when we won and survived, you know, the atmosphere there it was mm. incredible. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to be that end of the table. You want to be, you know, but we we we. We've been sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. You're not going to shout, no. not shout home about. No, for, I, th- for I, that, think, I think it's a, it's a bit of a myth, isn't it? As well, because people go about like the Liverpool, you know, they do have a good atmosphere, but like I say, it's, it's like one-off games, isn't it? It's the big yeah. European mm-hmm. nights. I think if you, you know, we've done a survey on the 20 yeah, Premier League yeah, yeah. games when yeah. West Ham roll into town, yeah, is, to Burnley, is yeah. it that good? You know, probably yeah. not. No, you yeah. know what I mean. So I think in that sense, I think it's more the fact that it gets highlighted more when they, they have the big, big games and obviously we're still a little bit off yeah. being in that position to have the real big games. But Manchester City have real big games and, you know, I mean, I saw match today on Saturday and they've got the best team probably in, in the Premier League for a long, long time. Yeah. The best squads in Europe. Bournemouth, and and like, he still can't sell the, the, no, yeah. the grounds. People I, I, still won't go and watch. Yeah, so. I think as well, it's a case of... It, it, it's a case of, like... Not propaganda, but the media, the media, don't they? Like the, the media's darlings, aren't they? And, and everyone, it, it gets, it gets said so often that the atmosphere at Anfield's so good that mm. eventually everyone's going to start to believe it, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't think it's like United. I mean, the, the famous Stratford end. I don't think I've ever really seen the famous Stratford end mm. rocking since before Fergie packed yeah. it. Mm. Mm. The sandwiches, sandwiches, so, aren't they, yeah, you know, yeah. so. I just think as well, like when we have a couple of big games, hopefully over the next year, two, three years, and hopefully that'll continue for a long time to come, you will see mm-hmm. the real good mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and it's like you say, isn't it? It's meaningful games, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's games that really mean something. You know, I mean, even the derbies in recent years for us, the me- I mean, last year's derby was me. I couldn't even remember the me- score from last year's derby. It was meaningless, wasn't it? I was talking to someone. I remember me- the, the away one. Dead, was it the semi final or the European the Champions League, final, it wasn't it? The it was squashed League, in between, wasn't it? They yeah. played and then it was on the Saturday and then they were playing again. And they were kind of taking the attitude of, well, you can beat us, we don't really care because yeah. we're in the, the last four mm-hmm. or the last eight, whatever it was. If you just want to have a little pocky derby win, that, that's that's okay for us. Yeah. And it, that's how, so it was meaningless for us, really, because, you know, they put the B team out, didn't they, as well? You know, they they rested a host of stars. So it was meaningless. Yeah. You know, so even like the so called big games, what we should be up for, have become pretty meaningless over the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, Mike, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's move on then. Matthew Barry has said, uh, how long before we start getting the credit we deserve for the improvements made on the pitch and the quality of player we now have? Again, I've just touched on it then. We're not whatever, aren't we? We're not a fashionable, mm-hmm. fashionable club. I think, I, I think, did you speak about it last week when people were saying, you know, Leicester won the title and they didn't get credit? Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to be considered, you know, up there with the likes of your Uniteds and your Liverpools and your Arsenals. I just don't think we're fashionable enough. Um, I think people who know the game and people who, who, who've played the game, um, the majority of them, they will start to say, you know, Everton, I mentioned, I had a few people say Everton are going under the radar, that, you know, they're playing really well, they look like they've got some good players and stuff, but I don't think we're ever going to make headlines. Even if we could win the Premier League and we wouldn't make headlines, I, don't, I just think you, you're going to have to get used to that as an Evertonian, to be honest with you. Um do you think though, if we start beating these teams and winning these games, then maybe the recognition will come a bit more? Because did did I didn't quite agree with the Leicester um, point last week. I no thought, need to die. I I thought with that. Leicester did get the credit. I think maybe people because it was Leicester winning the league, and it was obviously only Tottenham who were running them close in the two or three. The likes of Chelsea, United, and, and Arsenal. That you know the, the three who should have been challenging for it, obviously weren't there. So maybe if they beat United to the league. Maybe people 
but they can be like bloody hell. Mm. But you know, if you win the league, you you know you're the best team in the, in the league. Your best team in England. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. So I just felt I felt. I mean, I always felt the Leicester one just going quick off that Steve Walsh got more credit than he deserves in the media <laughs> because people were sort of like, you know, he was sort of held of like the the, the good, like the, the man behind the scenes. Yeah. But really, he didn't. He wasn't doing the tactics and stuff like that. No. That was Claudio Ranieri. I still so. don't think you get people considering Ranieri a world class manager, though. Would you? Mm. I don't. I don't. No. And, well, look and at the job he's just got. Feet, exactly. You know but that feat to win the league with Leicester. So you could say that you know people haven't given him the credit that he deserves. He got sacked, didn't he? Yeah. He got well, sacked in the a best, year later. The best job he's yeah. got in the Premier League since is taking over. It's taking over struggling Fulham side. Who sat fourth so. bottom. I think it, it it comes down a lot to the media. If you know, like I said earlier on about the atmosphere, if 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 you read something often enough, if you re- if somebody tells you something often enough, it's just sooner or later you're going to think, well, yeah, that that's true, or it'll stay it'll stay with you. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, we're not pulling up any trees. Um, our performances have been good, but we've not been winning games, have we? So yeah, people aren't going to say you know Everton this, Everton that, but. I'm a cynic, maybe, but I don't think I don't think we'd ever get the credit or the, the we'd, we'll never be in the spotlight like some of the the, the massive clubs like he United and stuff are going to. I, I think it goes down to the, the fan base as well, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, you look at like the mainstream media; they're going to cater for the the masses, and mm. the masses are mm. the fans of like fans, Liverpool, yeah, Man United, yeah. you know, teams like that. Really, mm. who, who, who you know got mm. worldwide fan bases. I mean, you know, I, I've seen a lot of like, the main meet the meat, but I mean. A lot of the local reports, like said Dominic Kingham, Paul Joyce, they wrote articles in recent weeks, wax and lyrical, about seven. I mean, mm. King wrote one last week before the derby, he's basically saying Allardyce may be having his digs, but Silver's transformed Everton, and with Marcel Brands, they're building something promising. So mm. that that that's wax and lyrical, you know, that mm. that that's that's being promising. So I think that's unfortunate as well. Obviously, you know, it's obviously great plaudits, but sometimes those articles potentially would go unnoticed by section mm. of Everton fans who maybe aren't on Twitter, who aren't on Facebook and, mm. you know, don't deal with that type of social media. So maybe they do feel hard, hard done by. Um, you don't need to answer this, but Stephen Kenbury said, can we uh, ask Newcastle to bring the game forward because he just wants to uh, get rid of the mm. memories and fade fade away faster? Um, I think Wednesday, after Wednesday, the, sh- the memories should be gone, shouldn't he? Um, Callum Lapsley, uh, are we one player, um, in brackets, top striker, short to challenge the top four? Being optimistic, I'd like to say yes. Challenging the top four, yeah. I think making a concerted effort over you know a protracted period of time, thirty eight games. I think if there's someone there who could put the ball in the back of the net, if Romelu Lukaku was still there, I'd like to think yeah we could we could have a proper go at them. Yeah, I think if we get a top four within in the summer, as well as keep Gomez though as well, obviously. and keep the squad that we've got, and maybe bring in another right back, then I think next year we could definitely, definitely mm-hmm. potentially um, challenge. Gareth Riley, this you'll have to uh, rack your football and brains for this. He just who's the player we need then to help us become that clinical attacking force. So obviously you're talking about the striker. Is there anyone off the top of your head or you've got a mind who you think Everton can go out and spend bit, well it doesn't matter what it is, but you you're probably gonna look at forty, fifty million for a top striker. Have we got is there anyone in mind who you think can be that striker? So this is not fantasy football here, yeah. we're talking like well, within the realms of It's gotta be realistic, hasn't yeah. it? I think if uh, we're um, gonna be real about it. I think the one I think of is like Hakadi into Milan. Yeah, he's obviously scored goals on a regular basis and looks a bit of a a finisher. Um, and obviously into Milan, not that big of a European giant no more. Hardy so we mentioned this la- mentioned this last week in the, the last pod. Um, God, I've forgotten his name now. Um, Onyekuru, he's yeah. he could mm-hmm. potentially 
be ready in terms of coming in. So could he save us millions? Hopefully. I mean, I don't know much about the lad, to be honest with you. I don't, you know, I don't know that much about him, so I can't say yes, but he's got to have a fair crack at the whip, hasn't he? Give him a chance. I think we need to get away from that little bit of mindset, though, for like saving millions. Yeah. I think if we, if we, sh- money, we, sh- we should it? just yeah. be looking it's at it as like, yeah. it's just a good centre, a brilliant centre forward today, we should be going all out to get them, yeah. not the David Moyes approach of, well, mm. oh, well, we won't go and try, we won't be able to spend big, so what we'll do is we'll go down the championship it's and we'll get someone in the a bit of a left field one, um, and I'm just thinking, because potentially he could be available, and, you know, I'm he, He's not scored a lot of goals previous, but he's having a good season. He's just got his first thing on cap. What about Callum Wilson? Do you mm-hmm. think he'll come in and, and do a job? Because I'm sure, yeah. well, I know Everton's a bigger, attractive, more op- proposition than Bournemouth are. Mm. I think we could probably go and get someone like that. Whether he whether he turn us into top four contenders, I don't know, but he knows where the back of the net is, doesn't he? So, could be an option, maybe. I think it's like, it, you know, I think any forwards we get it now, it's a new lease of life because we've got a team who actually create chances exactly, and, and yeah. play on the front foot and yeah. attack. You know, you look over the years, we've destroyed forwards, haven't we? Because our approach hasn't exactly been, you know, forward thinking mm. and, and designed around scoring goals. And the, the, I think there's been maybe a little bit of a concern for forwards coming to Everton thinking, I'm not going there. Like you look at the forwards who've, who've been killed off almost or they go there and all they do is chase shadows across the pitch or work up, work yeah, up top channels. by themselves yeah, yeah. whereas now it's, it seems like we're a little bit more hmm. forward thinking and we play a little bit more with support in yeah. and around the forwards um, next two then they kind of been touched on but we'll just mention uh, mention him Tom DeGroff he basically said uh, Dominic Carver-Lewin looked decent yesterday when he came on Tosin seemingly forgotten any thoughts on pushing Richarlison back left with either Dominic Carver-Lewin or Walcott in the middle Connor you you basically said you want Richarlison left with Tosin up front, is there oh, any? Oh, Calvert-Lewin. Oh, Calvert-Lewin. be too fussed. Graeme, is the if Walcott is fit then, and Silva wants to keep him in that team, is there any thought or any suggestion to say that Walcott could potentially start up front with Luchman on the right? Just going off this question, really, because I think... Um, I don't think that'll happen, and personally, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it an option. I know... T- Theo had a good season at Arsenal, didn't he? Went playing down the middle a few years ago, and I think mm. he scored twenty goals, twenty odd goals, and he was playing up front. And I think he he's come out and said that his his, his favourite position is is through the middle, hasn't yeah. he? Walk up, but not for me. I just I, I don't think he's got he's the composure, and you know, and he's not physically. I don't think no. he's got that prowess to play up front uh, on his own. Uh, I think his first touch is not quite there. Uh, he's not a natural finisher. His pace is frightening. Don't get me wrong, but. I couldn't. I don't. I couldn't see him as a focal point up top. His finishing's terrible, isn't yeah. it? I mean, you look at the amount of chances he's missed this year, where he's gone in good prompt. I mean, even yesterday's one, where he gets in. I know Allison does well to, to sort of scoop the ball in, mm. but if that's a, a forward there with a better first Thinks touch, they either think they're over him or they're, they're past them before before they know it. So, and even against Cardiff, Walcott lucky because he went clean through mm. and actually hit it right to the goal. And the mm. fact that Sigerson yeah, followed yeah, up, you know, he got lucky. His, his pace is frightening, and he'd be in, he'd be, you know, he's in and around the first team for that because you know he, he does put opposition on mm. the back foot and things like that. But I think uh, you might agree with me. He's one of them players who's he's he's, he's got to a level and he's never progressed past that level, no. even though people expected him to. Um, and he probably needs three or four chances just to score, to score one goal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can see now, can't you? I mean, last year we were all kind of waxing lyrical because he was something different to what we had mm. but now you see that the player that the Arsenal fans moaned about for the mm. last two seasons he was there and, and I also think he was inconsistent when and you've never got really players like Gomez and Bernard and Sigurdsson who've, who just ooze quality and, and you know can trap a ball no problem fall can, on behind can a, a little bit yeah and mm. Walcott you, you know you see him like 
it's like Bambi on ice, isn't he? And he it's, it balls bouncing off his shins and stuff. So I think, yeah, I, he, he, I'm not I'm not slating him. I don't think we should get rid of him by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't want to see him up front, and I wouldn't think Silver would be looking at no. that as an option at the moment. Uh, last question. Again, we've touched on this. Um, Matt Cunningham said, how many changes do you expect from the game over this busy uh, next month? So you kind of said you wouldn't change too much, keep the same team other than maybe you said bring Tosin in and Richardson mm-hmm. left. What did, I can't remember what you said. Yeah, I'd... I'd, I'd keep it the same, but Lockman in for Walker, Walker. Yeah, that's, that's the changes yeah. that you'd I think, make. Uh, you want to make as, as few changes as possible. If they're forced changes, fair enough. I think... I mean, and even over this busy, you know, the busy festive period, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be making wholesale changes unless players are saying to the to the manager, "Listen, I'm not fit enough, or I'm injured, or I can't play." Um, I wouldn't. You, you disagree with me? I don't, I don't trust the likes of Lewin and Davis, and I, I just, I, if they don't have to play, I wouldn't put them in there. I, I, I think our first team couldn't give anyone in the Premier League a game. I think after that, we probably lack a little bit of depth. So I think results. In the first couple of games of the season, yeah. only backed that up, though, really, I don't he? I wouldn't be going making loads, loads and loads I, of changes. I, I think the interesting thing will be when we play the Boxing Day, mm. the 29th and the 1st, the that'll be when we really maybe see. So is it the Wednesday, then the Saturday? It's Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. It's like 26th, 29th, the 1st. Yeah. And I think that'll be when we really see what Silver's thinking. Mm. Because if he's got belief in likes of Davis and that, you will see them at some point mm. starting one of them fixtures mm. if he doesn't have the belief yeah. he'll stick with the same squad mm. in the three games and obviously maybe try and dog it out a little bit with them I mean injury suspensions probably will play a part at some oh, yeah, point anyway but so. I think if, if like you say like Graham said if they're not enforced I wouldn't change pay. I agree with yeah. Graham I wouldn't do, yeah. change no but I think in terms of seeing what Silver thinks yeah. going forward yeah. it's them three games where we'll yeah. see you know if he does have the full belief in like mm. Davis and Lewin and people like that because if he does They'll be given a chance in them games. If mm. he doesn't, then he'll he'll stick with what he's got. Yeah. All right, lads. We'll leave it there. Um, obviously, very very disappointing. I'm gutted, in fact, from yesterday's uh, result. But we'll uh, we'll move on quickly. Play Newcastle um, Wednesday. Hopefully, get a decent result, and then we play Watford on the Monday. So we'll be back with this podcast um, next Wednesday, which is the the twelfth of December. Uh, we will look back to the Watford game. Um, and we will also look ahead to the Manchester City game, which is Saturday the 15th. To my guests, Connor and Graham, thanks very much for coming in. Cheers. Much appreciated. Really enjoyed that chat. Um, definitely perk me up slightly. <laughs> um, and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks very much. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.